0: everyone and welcome to the Royals Rundown podcast with myself Jake Melham and it is that time of the month it is our monthly prospect special courtesy of Jared Perkins of Just Baseball Jared how you doing tonight man
1: man i'm doing good very excited to talk to some royals prospects uh, it was an exciting month of may uh, ready to dive into some of these guys
0: yes 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 but Bef- before we get to that i do have to tell y'all out there if you want to read about a former otherworldly royals prospect you gotta check out jared's most recent piece on just baseball talking about all the injuries piling up for the former royal alberto mondesi who i mean we are we're in june man and he is still just taking grounders like he is six months since that trade six months
1: He was supposed uh, to be the replacement for Trevor Story to fill in. Um, And I think that's the one thing that really stands out to me is like this guy came in. They were hoping that he would be a filler and Story might be back before he is.
0: That's crazy. But yeah, if if you want to read more about the backstory on that, please go check out Jared's most recent piece. But... Let's not dilly dally anymore, Jared. Let's go ahead and start talking about some of these prospects. So, as usual, you put out your list for the top performing pitcher, top performing batter at each level. Um, I will. I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. We talked about this off air a little bit. There's not a whole lot of otherworldly or like standout options at the Columbia level yeah. for these batters. It's uh, they're just kind of. They fell flat in in May, honestly, not really matching up with the good pitching that's going on at that level right now. Um, but who is your pick for the best batter on the Fireflies?
1: Yeah, so I went with Brett Squires, um, an undrafted free agent. Uh, he led the team, I believe, in OPS. I know he's second in OPS, um, but stole six bags, hit three home runs, uh, hit 13 RBIs, nothing too exciting, hit 244 um but when you look at everybody else uh gene ramirez was the leader for the ops but he only played in 15 games so that's the reason i didn't pick him um but like eric pena and daniel vasquez those guys kind of treaded water a little bit in the month of may um so wasn't anything exciting i don't really have anything additional to add about brett squires besides the fact that he (laughs) is the player of the month
0: he is he is indeed the the choice for for this month um but like it is with the major league team right now, there's a lot more issues to be talked about than good things, unfortunately. And the most glaring issue or most glaring struggling player right now in Colombia has to be Eric Pena, the former I was he a top five prospect
1: at one yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. He was fairly close when he came out of that international class.
0: Yeah, like I I remember him vividly being at like sixth, but I don't know if he was a consensus top five. Either way, he was like supposed to be the next big thing, like the the solution to this outfield problem that the Royals have. And I will say this, it brought a smile to my face to see that he's leading Columbia in walks, at least. 17% um, walk rate. Yeah, but then... Uh, he's let's on base. Uh, Oakland A's. Uh, let's, uh, let's look at that <laughs> strikeout rate, though, my guy.
1: <laughs> 47.5% pushing oh, 50%, rate. I, I mean, we talked about him the last during the April because he was one of our struggles guys. Yeah, and I, I don't think the K percentage has gone down. I think it's gone no. up. I think it was like low 40s when we were talking about it last time that
0: it was. So
1: it is just things
0: are not getting better for for Eric Pena. Is this, is he taking the Suli Matias route, man? Like, is, do we just have to swing and miss on him? Seems
1: worse than Suli Matias (sighs) at this point. I know. So it's, everybody goes, well, the tools. Yeah, the tools are there. If you watch him in BP, he puts on a great batting practice. Oh, man, he does. And you watch him in the cages, and it's just, the hit tool is not figuring itself out. At least the on-base percentage is kind of a decent. It's up there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's hit three home runs this month, hit a double and a triple. So, like, the slug isn't terrible. It's 382. Um, so, the, you, you know the power is there when they talk about tools. The power is there. The speed's is there. Um, he plays defense. You watch some of the plays that he makes in the outfield. I what, tuned into a couple games, and it's good. But the hit tool is just uh, yeah, like a thirty. At it's, this point, yeah.
0: it's it's just not there right now. I don't know. I don't know if it's zone control. I don't know if it's pitch recognition. I I don't have a whole lot of insight to that. I would lean towards pitch recognition for for him.
1: Yeah, and that's I what feel, it looks like for me. You know, I mean, I, when I watch some of the games, he just can't pick up spin. Um,
0: but I I feel like that's a like that's a an aspect of the game that a player can grow in yeah um you know some sometimes players just have an innate sense for both those things and sometimes they don't but that is an area that eric can grow in and we gotta remember he's still 20 years old he's yeah. still like below the average age for this for this low a mm-hmm. kind of uh i think their average age is like 21 21 and a half somewhere yeah. around there um so he's still young, still got some time, but man it is uh it's not looking great for the no. for the strikeouts. I mean, I don't know, you would we, we talk about all these success stories with with Zoom Walt and Sailor and and their team and things like that and if if they can't get Pena figured out or if they can't address his issues then I don't know who could. But it's not like he's going to be uh the headline prospect traded away from the kansas city royals or no. like that he is not on anyone's radar anymore
1: someone might take a shot on him but they're not going to give you much i think at this point
0: no 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 listen let, let's talk about a little bit more uh good news at least in columbia ben kudana man we were mm. talking about him for his struggles in april and he has completely flipped it around why don't you give us the scoop on kudana this this month
1: yeah, I mean, uh, just to touch on it, though, like that entire Columbia pitching staff between Mazzucato, Cugina, Sandlin, Valerio, Mac Anglin's even throwing well, Steven Zoback, like it's insane what these yeah. arms are doing at low A. Shane Pazzini, Panzini, too, as well. Uh, but yeah, Cugina, Royals Farm tweeted it out. Um, his final line for May 31st, he went five innings pitched, nine Ks, two earned, four hits, one walk, had a hey. 43.9 whiff percentage. Just no. laugh out loud, hilarious. Um, Mazzucato, I think the game after, had over 50%, and mm-hmm. it's just I do remember that. nuts. Um, but that I think he's ranked fourth in terms of swinging strike percentage among the Royals' pitching prospects, which is huge. Because um, we were talking about in the month of April where his struggles were that first game he piggybacked, I think, Mazzucato, and it was not pretty. Um, but he's really turned it around. Like the stuff is playing. I've watched a little bit of video, and it's elite just as it was before last year. And I know last year there were a lot of question marks around Kudrina just because he had struggles striking people out at the end of the year. And that kind of carried over into April, but now he's just out there dicing people up. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. i love to see it.
0: I will, uh, I do want to point out that your runner up was Frank Mazzucato who had a, who had a great month, not, not taking away anything from him, but looking at this, you talk about this pitching staff, man, as a, as a staff, they have a 3.15 ERA, 11.5 strikeouts over nine. That is, I I think that's really good for an entire staff. Like you have some of these guys that are, you know, sitting at England, like you were talking about (laughs) 13.2. It's there's just some of these outliers that are like, wow, I had no clue that this guy would be doing this good. And it's, it's showing up on the, on the field. I'd be watching more Fireflies
1: games if the bats were better. Honestly, I mean, the bats are like, ah, oh, we don't have to show up. The arms got us.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a, <laughs> that's how. And they're still, they still have a winning record. They're twenty eight and twenty two. Yeah, um, I don't know if they're leading their division. Honestly, I'll, I'll also look that up. But they're they're looking okay so far. They yeah. just need a little bit more offense. Oh, all right. So let's see here. We talked about Pania. There's. I mean, we already talked about Zobac enough enough mm-hmm. last month, man. He's he's still doing his thing. Yeah. Um, if if you want to hear more about who Steven Zoback is and, you know, from his own mouth, you can go check out one of our previous episodes. We had him on for the podcast for about thirty minutes. He's a really really good conversation. Really good to hear from him. But let's go ahead and move on to Davenport, Iowa, where the Quad Cities River Bandits are um, doing their River Bandits thing. I just hope that the ballpark isn't flooded anymore. <laughs> like uh, I it's a such a scenic spot for a ballpark. It really yeah, a is cool but, spot. But man, the, the infrastructure behind it is just not there to prevent the flooding. No, but that's that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about some good prospects. And let's go and start off with the pitching project prospect chandler champlain one of yeah. the uh i always to be honest i always get him and christian chamberlain mixed up in Very my close. mind <laughs> just the the double cc's and the and the cham get me every single time um champlain was the one of the players that the royals got back in the ben attendee trade right
1: yep yeah yep. so it was him tj sykema and then um who's the third be- one i'm missing way i think that way yeah um go um, oh, yeah go for it. Sorry man.
0: It's uh he he's doing really really good stuff in a big sample size. 24 yeah. innings pitched. 0. .75 ERA, 0. .71 WHIP. That is beyond elite. Like that is that is otherworldly. I I've, I've used that so many times this podcast already. Um a and he's limiting the hits. It's not I don't know. Like, there's just no flaws in his month of May performance. Have you seen anything, Jared?
1: No. I mean, so I was looking at some of the velos from I think his last outing, and he was sitting mid nineties with a fastball. I mean, that's a huge step, and he's just pounding the zone. He's not walking anybody, and he's coming at guys with the stuff, and it all looks good. I think when we that trade happens, um, there was questions about like who, which which of these guys are going to be actually stick at us as a starter, and I think Chandler Champlain has made it definite after this first uh, couple months of the season that he has the opportunity to stick as a starter. Look at Sycama; he still struggles a little bit with control and kind of being consistent. Beckway has probably the best stuff, like the best two-pitch combo Mm -hmm. out of all these arms, but his control is just so far off that I think he's got the most reliever risk out of all these guys. And now I think Chandler's really pulled himself forward um, as the one guy who's going to probably really stick as uh, a starter and you have to love getting those three arms for a rental and Andrew Benintendi now. I know some Royals fans weren't happy about the return at the deadline, like they were supposed to get some huge return, but the way Chandler Champlain's <laughs> panning out, the way Beckway has like two nasty pitches, even if he doesn't stick as a starter and you get a, a top reliever and he's same with TJ Sikama. He's got nasty stuff too. He and does. if he ends up as a reliever, I mean you got two potential big league relievers and a starter.
0: Hey, that is the the Royals need anything that they can get as far as as far as arms go. So I love to hear it. I was I was doing a little bit of research. I was very surprised to see four of his last five starts have gone six innings like that is you don't. You, you don't see that very much amongst the Royals minor leaguers. Um, I know that we've heard about that unwritten rule, like starters only go six innings yeah. in the Royals minor league. So to see him reach that benchmark in four of his last five starts is really, really good. Even as even as one start that he didn't get that it was five and two thirds. So yeah. close enough. We're, we're rounding up, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's let's go Go ahead and move on to the batter in Quad Cities who is making noise. Listen, let's get this out of the way. Gavin Cross, he had had a great month. Really, really rebounded from a rough April and did some historic stuff. Yeah. But... the strikeouts
1: still wore me a little bit. 43Ks yeah. in, I think, 26 games are 102 at-bats. That's a little concerning still. It,
0: it is. It <laughs> very much is. But you don't have to worry about that at all with Javier Vaz, man. No. He, it is. It, it's not like high octane to watch him play, but it's just like keep the line moving, get on base, and, and just do your thing. 0.87 OPS 510 slugging in the month of May more walks than strikeouts four home runs 18 RBIs like I I can go on and on and on and on Jared before I give my hot take on <laughs> Boz um what what are your thoughts on his month of May
1: nine strikeouts that's insane yeah. just like that's it through 102 at-bats just struck right. out nine times I I I think I'm a little bit more shocked. Like I knew the hit tool was really good coming out of the draft, mm-hmm. but the power is kind of what's shocking me a little bit. I mean, this yeah. month he hit four home runs. He showed some gap power hitting two doubles. And of course he's got the speed so he could pull off two triples. Um, that's kind of surprising to me a little bit. I did not expect Javier Vaz to be supplying it. Potentially if he keeps up this trend of home runs, double digit home runs by the end of the season, that's not what I was expecting from Vaz. And he is just showing up. Um, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he could easily reach ten
0: yeah. home runs at this rate.
1: Yeah. So I'm just like, that's the the biggest surprise to me, and the gap power showing up a little bit more than I expected. Um, I came into the year thinking, oh, Vaz is a good piece from the draft. I mean, he could be like a fourth outfielder type, but if he keeps this up, I mean, there's no questioning what his ceiling could be.
0: That's and that's why I want to talk about a little bit more, Jared. So, it's it's not shocking to see some of these teams, especially like on the fringe of contention, bringing up some of the more polished college players that they recently drafted. They, the angels come to mind, Uh, bringing up Neto and and Joyce so quickly. And Javier Vaz, it's not like he was coming from a, from a nowhere program. He was coming from Vanderbilt and he produced at that level. Um, Frankly, I don't know what caused him to fall so far in the draft, um, probably size. The guy is like a yeah. buck sixty-five, soaking wet. So that's uh, that's not what you want to see from a long-term guy at the uh, in the infield. But hey, you know what? If the bat plays, the bat plays. Yeah. And I don't know. I I feel that if the Royals had to promote someone from Quad Cities. Or Columbia to the major leagues immediately, it would be Javier Vaz because that, that hit tool, tool is going to play at any level, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I was just pulling up his Vanderbilt stats because I was curious. He hit 280 with five home runs and 51 games. <laughs> and he's got four in the month of May. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He is lucky. He, he's just
0: abusing that, that pitching at, at that yeah. level. Get that man up to Northwest Arkansas. Let's let's see what, he, let's can see what do. he can do. Yeah, because I don't think there's like a a standout prospect blocking his way in the field in Northwest no. Arkansas. That is, so that uh definitely and also sorry you put this in your in your little lineup. Eight bags, yeah, eight stolen bases in in one month. That is uh that is just really good speed and really good approach on the on the bases if you will plus it, it also doesn't help that there's some uh pretty wild pitchers down there in, in yeah. cities um hey i I ain't gonna lie to you jared i don't know much about john mcmillan and his uh and his month of may performance you had him as your runner-up for the pitcher uh wh- what can you tell me about him
1: he's tracked out 25 guys in 12 and a Ooh. third innings i mean they, Ooh. that okay. With a .73 ERA and his WHIP was .57, oh my which gosh. is insane. He only walked four batters in those twelve innings, and I he <laughs> gave up three hits for those twelve innings as well. And I, I think I've seen Royals Farm tweet about him a few times. I don't know him about much about him in depth, but mm-hmm. the stuff just looks legit as a reliever. And he's a guy I kind of want to see get pushed to Double A because he's a little bit older. Um, I think he's like twenty. I want to say twenty four. Um Twenty three, twenty yeah, That, that is fairly younger. old at that level. 25. So he's 25 in high A. Um, Would love to see him in double A, see what he can do. The stuff looks nasty. Um, Just a guy that I think could be a good bullpen piece in the future. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm looking at his season
0: stats right now. 0. 0.82 whip, a 5.4 strikeout-to-walk yeah. ratio. yeah Man, taking that raid the zone mentality to a whole nother level. Coming up on the other side of this ad break, we are going to be moving on to the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. And why the heck are we still talking about Jorge Bonifacio? Stay tuned. And we're back on the Royals Rundown Podcast. Jacob Milham here with Just Baseball's Jared Perkins. All right, man. So before we talk about your best batter and best pitcher in Northwest Arkansas, once again, another month has gone by, and we're still talking about Jorge Bonifacio why not <laughs> why why not man he's he is still producing um I did actually i was able to tune in for like a whole series worth of naturals games, which was it's always interesting to see the production value at a at that level of baseball but it's a it's still kind of painful to watch Bonifacio out in the field isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not pretty but and he's what 29 playing double a yeah uh, you get to at the plate hey he's the the team leader in rbi it's 20 the next closest was 9
0: Golly, <laughs> man we're talking about how the how columbia's struggling yeah the bats that aren't a, great no. in the northwest heck no i mean shoot i think the only only game that I tuned into like this past week was them snapping their nine game losing streak. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a, that takes some uh, skill to rack up that many losses in a, in a row, especially in baseball. Yeah. But listen, there have been a couple of decent individual performances. Let's go and start off with the party animal himself, John rave who, uh you know, four, four, one slugging, not too bad. I I don't like the, the strikeout to walk ratio one bit, but it's uh, certainly head and shoulders better than most of the other batters there in Northwest Arkansas. What you got for us on Raves?
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a very exciting line. I mean, it was two ninety three, yeah. 383, 441, 824 LPS, so he's good. Um, mm-hmm. Raves that guy that... I think just barely cracks the Royals top 30. We, when I was at Prospects Live, we were trying to figure out kind of where to place him. Um, he's a guy that I think just, he could play as a fourth outfielder in the big leagues. I think he's got the tool set to do that. Um, it's nothing like super flashy and exciting, but plays good defense in the outfield, flashes some pop, um, gap power, some home runs. Um, but yeah, just not a guy that you're like, oh, he's going to be the next center fielder for the Kansas City Royals. But I think yeah. he's a guy who could play a role um, in the future
0: okay it's he definitely there's yeah words words are hard we're sitting here talking and i I can't formulate my words so looking at these outfielders from Northwest Arkansas up to Omaha, it just feels like it's like this glutton of like quadruple a guys like yeah. they all they all have <clears throat> decent tools they all have their shortcomings, but none of them have things that like hey he is you know what he fits perfectly out in right field in yeah. coffin stadium where he fits perfectly in center. Not nothing like that. John rave, no, nothing wrong with him. He's been producing for the past couple of seasons. He's mm-hmm. been doing his part, but I think he's just kind of capped out right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think the only reason he's not in AAA is just because they're loaded with like Tucker Bradley Nick Lofton, all these other guys that are up there. Yeah, um, I see as, as soon as like Lofton goes up or Samad Taylor or someone like that, I'm sure Ravel will make his way to Omaha. I, I do agree with that.
0: Let's go and talk about the pitching side of the house, which man, I'm I'm looking at Dante Biasi's whip and it, uh, it ain't very pretty at all, no. but he, uh, he got the, the job done for the naturals, right? I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like, Pick your best reliever, I guess, as your yeah, player of the month much. between Christian Chamberlain and Biase. They had basically similar numbers, similar whips. Like They were pretty close. I think uh, Chamberlain had like a point three higher whip. Um, they both had low opponents batting averages. They both walked a lot of guys. They both struck out a lot of guys. So it was basically like two... I mean, Biase had a lower ERA and he had a lower whip, and I think that's why I went with him as the... May pitcher of the month. None of the starters really stuck out. Hoffman kind of struggled. Beckway struggled. Veneziano pitched well, but he got called up to Triple A, so he only threw like sixteen innings. That's probably the only thing that kept him from getting pitcher of the month. That makes sense. Same with Noah Cameron because he got called up to Double A too, so he probably could have been High A.
0: True. So I I was going to ask you, um, what have you seen anything from Noah Cameron yet? Are you uh, at the Double A level? Is he is he holding his own? You think?
1: Yeah, he's been, he looked good in his first start. Um, yeah. I think he went, what, six innings, like seven Ks or something like that, three hits. Um, that does sound right. Strikeout rates a little lower, but it's only been two games. He still struck out 11 guys in 11 innings. So um, it's been That'll looking play. pretty good.
0: Heck yeah. But just like it is with Columbia, there's more players to talk about doing poorly or not meeting expectations at the at the naturals level. One guy that I want to talk about because I was on I was on his train entering the season. Alec Marshman just uh just unfortunately has not been looking like no. his 2022 self. Um are you what do you see in there? Is it is it a mental thing? Is is the a change in his game? What do you think?
1: I think I mean he gave up a lot more long balls. He gave up three home runs this month. Um he did strike out 27 guys and Nineteen innings, so the K That's good. the stuff's still there. The stuff's playing. Um, it just seems like he was getting hit a l- little bit harder because his strikeouts weren't that high in April. He only struck out twenty guys in nineteen innings, but gave him zero home runs. Um, he only had five walks. The walks have gone up uh, quite a bit in the month of May. So I think walks and home runs are the things that are really kind of getting to him this month. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, hey, that got Veneziano in uh, <laughs> his first yeah. start for Omaha, to say the least. Uh, you also, so in your list of players struggling, you also threw in Peyton Wilson there, the the speedster there for the naturals. Yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts on him? Why do you think he's struggling?
1: Not really too sure. Um, he had a good walk through K ratio, um, he, but he only hit 200. So it seems more of like trying to hit solid contact. I have to look at his bad bib. He maybe ran into a little bit of bad luck. Um, so I want to take a look at that, but uh yeah he just didn't do this like he looked great in may oh, sorry, in april um but may was just kind of like a complete one eighty um did knock in four doubles and a home run um but just the the stats just weren't there okay that is here I'm actually pulling up his bavip right
0: now if i well if i can find it it ain't uh it ain't cooperating me come on baseball reference but uh <laughs> No, no, let's see. Last, yeah, his last week, golly, man, not very good at all. 410 OPS is not going to play at any level. No. And just striking out three to one, that's a, yeah, his, uh, he's kind of like, um. I'm trying to think of a good major league comparison for him. He's just, he does the most damage when he's on base. Yeah, Like if if he's not getting on base for you, then he doesn't have a whole lot of value to your offensive attack. Um, so that is yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on him because it's not like he he was doing fairly solid in April. Wasn't yeah. doing too bad. Eight seven five OPS will definitely play a four sixty-eight slugging too. Yeah. Um strikeouts were still fairly high. So that is uh yeah, that's just not good, man. I don't know. I might have had too high of expectations for Peyton Wilson just considering the um the SEC oh, what's the word? Pedigree it is. But he did only get drafted in 2021. Um, he is only 23 years old, so he still does have some
1: time. But yeah, know, I that, think that even ticking. Preston was really high on him too. He had him as a top five guy in the yeah. system. Um, I think the talent's still there. Uh, he's in Double A, still getting adjusted. Like we're only two months in. I, I have a feeling he's going to end up with decent numbers by the end of the year.
0: Probably so. Probably so. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about at the naturals level? This it was just kind of it was a really bad month. Yeah, it for, wasn't fun. For that
1: no, not <laughs> yeah. That nothing fun. really else to add there.
0: OK, well, let's go ahead and move on up to the storm chasers of Omaha, which they're. Uh, hey, there's a lot going on up there, man. There's a lot of struggles, but golly, man, Nick Lofton, Nick Lofton this month. You uh, you could really see all that muscle going to work that he packed on this offseason. Yeah,
1: he's looking real good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the power numbers were just insane that month for him. Um, Just really have to love what you see in the guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just the ability to play all over the field. I know he had a kind of a pedestrian um, April. We were talking about him of his struggles. We're like, ooh, is he a little bit overrated? Um, (laughs) But complete 180 in the month of May. And it's been beautiful to watch. I mean, he's a guy that I think... Him and Samad Taylor are probably the two guys that I think are on their verge of potentially getting called up. Um, I'd have to say they're the closest. Um, but he hit five home runs, 27 RBIs, seven doubles, stole two bases, walked 11 times, and only struck out nine times. He was like Javier Val style at Dang. the plate.
0: And at Triple A, no less. Yeah. Like that is. There you're facing the guys that are on the cusp of Major League Baseball, whether that be the veterans who just can't hang right now, or that is the young up and comers. So yeah. that's definitely something to keep in mind. Already has nine home runs through yeah. through forty-four games. Like that is that is crazy to me. Um he's still I, I'm not as worried about his strikeouts. I know the ratio isn't great for strikeout mm-hmm. to walks, but I'm not, not too worried about it. 22 no. strikeouts so far, this, that that's not bad when he's hitting for power, no. right? No, not at all. <laughs> um, and like you were talking about, he's been lining up everywhere for the Storm Chasers. Yeah. I have mostly seen him at third base, though, it it feels like. It so kind of
1: makes sense. I it, consider-
0: it does. It does. But I I want to ask you, though, so... If he does end up getting promoted say after the all-star break, I think that's a good generous yeah. timeline for him. What um do you think he factors into the third base conversation for 2024?
1: It's so hard because like Michael Garcia is playing pretty well as well, and you have Michael Massey. I, I think Quattraro is going to keep kind of doing his platoon style thing, where Massey sometimes sits against lefties, and you have Michael Garcia in there. I think it's just going to depend. Um, I know Michael or Massey's playing today. I think against Freeland, so he's getting some babies against a lefty. But that he is. the good thing about Lofton is he can play outfield too. So if you need to put him out in right field, um, I'm sure he can sit there and play some right field for you as well. Uh, I think what's going to really the uh, I know Royals fans want him up now, but I think it's really gonna take a trade for him to get called up. Um I I think with Matt Duffy on the roster still and Nicky Lopez still there, um and Edward Oliveras, like those guys are kind of taking some roster spots from like your Samad Taylors or your even if you wanted Darion Blanco to get called up, like that's you're gonna have to wait for those guys to get moved and with S- Isbell coming back, um, I have to assume mm. someone will maybe like Jade Jackie Bradley Jr. will have to get DFA'd or things like that. So yeah, um, there's gonna be have to moves some have to be made, um, and I think Boras fans is gonna be patient. They'll be made eventually. Uh, we'll, but, they'll get there. Yeah,
0: we will slowly but surely get there. Hey, you were talking about the platoon splits, and I I had to look up Nick's and man, they are there. Something else versus lefties, a 976 OPS, <laughs> which is crazy. Four wow. of his home runs have come in uh, 49 at bats against lefties and righties. He's still doing work. 761 OPS. 271 batting average. I mean, all that will play, in my opinion. But yeah. definitely, definitely keep an eye on Nick Lofton. He is um, he's just playing really good baseball. And he brought up Darion uh Darion Blanco, excuse me. And so a lot of fans are rightfully focused on Samad Taylor. Um, he he is still doing his thing from April. So we're we're not gonna talk about him too much because if if there was a clear opening, I would still be advocating more for yeah. his promotion. But Darion Blanco, I don't think a lot of people realize like he is a he's a 30-year-old player. Yeah. He is I don't know if I want to call him a, a late bloomer, but he had a lot of roadblocks in his development as a player, um, defecting from from Cuba, coming over from the Oakland A's system. And he's kind of steadily marched up the Royals system, but I, I am surprised that the Royals didn't take the opportunity or the opportunity presented by Isbell's injury to move Blanco up. Do, does that make sense? I think that would have been a good time for them to bring him up.
1: Yeah. I, so who came up for Isbell, was it? I can't remember. Right. Well,
0: so who, let's see who came up. for? So when Isbel went down, that solidified JBJ's spot, and That's that right. brought Eaton back up.
1: Okay, that's right. And then Prado came slowly, yeah, shortly after? I can't remember. I, I, I believe notice, Prado
0: came but... before. I I think he came before.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised they didn't. It, it, Blanco's not on the 40-man, is he? I think he's Ooh, not. Well, will double check. Yeah, so I, I that, that's probably factored into it. Eaton uh, was already on the 40-man, so you call him up. Um, they probably would have had to DFA somebody for Blanco. Um, but, he, I mean, he's impressive. The, he the strikeout lights are low. He's double-digit home runs like every year, um, and he's stealing forty-plus bags, uh, at, crazy. which is insane. Yeah, mean, um, he's, he's got thirty-seven stolen bases in forty-three games this year. That is that is crazy. That plays. Yeah, yeah I don't that, that'll play. <laughs> that plays that whatever level. I mean, and he's hitting 329 this year too. So, I mean, he's a guy who might be a really good fourth outfielder. We look at Edward Oliveras kind of sticking out there and he's not hitting well enough. Um, Blanco, I think, is a better defensive player, based on what I've yeah. heard, but I ha- I don't know the details on him. Um, but you get a guy like that instead of Edward Oliveras being your fourth outfielder. That's that's true. And
0: you you are right. Blanco is not on the 40 man roster. So that yeah. was probably the the big roadblock, if you will, for him coming on up. I didn't even think about that. Thank you. So, hey, he's still doing work. I hope he gets his shot soon. If not, I I would hope that the Royals do what they did with Robbie Glenn Denning. If mm-hmm. uh, if a team just needs an outfielder at the AAA level or like that yeah. fourth or fifth outfielder. Ship ship him out, let him go get his time. Because I, I will say Glenn Denny, he got traded to the Orioles system from A. Now he's playing at triple A in Norfolk, and he just hit his first home run at the triple A level today. So he's uh he's still doing good work. It's just sometimes these outfielders need an opportunity, and they need a good stretch of opportunity, if, if yeah. you will. But clock is ticking in my mind on Darion
1: Blanco. Yeah, he's running out of time.
0: That he is, unfortunately. Uh <laughs> not, um, not his fault either. No, no, it's it's not. It's not his fault. It's just sometimes that is a prospect's story, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, let's go and talk about Dylan Coleman, man, because he was uh he was doing really, really bad for lack of lack <laughs> of terms uh to, to start off this year. It's it just wasn't a pretty start for him, unfortunately. And it does kind of look like he's bounced back. For the storm chasers, I am still very, very, very worried about the walks.
1: Yeah, the command does um, not seem to be there. But. No,
0: but hey, twenty three strikeouts and twelve and a third innings. That's that'll play right.
1: Yeah, I think the I, I think it was Royals Farm or Preston, one of the two because those guys are on it for every yeah. guy. Um, one of the two talked about um, the velo. I think was back. So like he got some mm. of the fastball velo back that he didn't have before. Um, yeah, here it is. I think the averaging velocity on his fastballs was 97.2 on May 12th. So he's getting that back. Um, he's it's, that was 2.8 ticks above his season average of when he was in that's the nice. big leagues. So that's what the biggest concern that everybody had with Coleman start the year is that Velo was just down. Um, so it's good to see that back again. The walks are there. Um I'm not too his stuff is so nasty that when his is up, the walks usually aren't too concerning. I mean he's dominated with it before. Right. Um but I, I think they're gonna want to see that come down a little bit before they bring him back up to the bigs. But again, Royals have no arms right now in the big league. So <sighs> isn't that the truth? You would so I am kind of sub- I wouldn't say surprised, but I feel like
0: there was a good week there where they were really utilizing the Storm Chasers bullpen arms Mm -hmm. to kind of supplant the Royals. And I feel like they haven't done that as much. And lately, I don't know if there's a if there's a change in mindset or what it is. But I mean, the only reason why Coors back up is because Garrett landed on the on the I.L., yeah. So <clears throat> I I don't know. We'll we'll have to keep tabs on that. I'm trying to trying to think of someone who Coleman could replace at the at the major league level. Okay. Oh, so it's, uh, it's kind of tough.
1: Garrett just went on the IR. Right? who they yeah. call up? who was called up for him? Kawar. Kowar, that's right. Yeah. I mean Coar, depending on how he throws, I'm sure he could get sent down at Again, there probably have to be some trades over all this Chapman, Scott Barlow, those kind of guys. Um Kwas hasn't been throwing great. Um, yeah. So that's a guy who can definitely get probably sent down. What, what about Nick Whitgreen? How's he been doing?
0: He he has been doing great. If I'm if I'm recalling correctly, he was, oh, yeah, he was dealing two zero. He, he was dealing for for triple A. But I mean, what, five innings this year so far, 2.2 2 whip only one strikeout it's uh he's just not doing very good in the four games that he's appeared in and he's yeah. definitely you know 32 year old veteran he's he's had some good years but he's not he's not one of the players that the royals are investing in right now and i think they should invest a little bit more in coleman
1: yeah yeah and i think like when you talk about guys that are investing in carlos hernandez josh stalmouth mm. they haven't been throwing great but it's like those are guys that are invested in probably longer term. And yeah. so those guys aren't going to go anywhere and their numbers aren't over five ERAs or over six. Um, so those, they're just not like they're going to send them down for having like a 4.74 ERA. You know, they're probably right. going to keep them up there, see what they can do. Uh, Hernandez is 26. I think Stalmont's like 27. They're going to just, especially if they think that Stalmont's a trade candidate or sorry, Stalmont's 29 he's a lot older than I thought, but like sure. if they see yeah, him nice. as a trade candidate, they're going to keep him in the big leagues and see if he right. can bounce back a little bit
0: yeah though, no, it's i think that there's plenty of of options for folks to be dfa'd in the in the yeah. world's bullpen I, I don't like anyone anyone losing their job or anything like that but unfortunately that that is baseball at a certain point and um i i would like to see coleman get another shot yes yeah. that's me being selfish i'll i'll admit that uh we we got to talk about the other the other pitcher who royals fans will recognize Jonathan Heasley They're in Omaha mm. man it is uh i thought i was hopeful that april was just kind of like a blip but yeah. the he is still struggling man it is it's not looking good like what what do you think about his month of may
1: it's really hard because like he's a guy that every, the royals thought could come in and be fourth fifth fifth starter yeah right like he could come up um he did on May 27th uh, say that Heasley Preston Far tweeted out that Heasley had a little bit of a different fastball going. Um, so his average fastball was 93 in 2021, 2022, and so far in 2023. But uh, on that night, he was hitting 96 regularly and spinning it more. Dang. So if that's-, that's a nice adjustment. I mean, that's something to look forward to with Heasley. At least there's some positive momentum there. Yeah, um, that's the true. month didn't end. The month didn't go very well, but at least. He ended it with some velo increases. I don't think that game went very well though uh, but <laughs> oh he went four innings, three earned eight k's but the in the outing after that was five innings, one earned, five k's, but four walks, so the walks are still an issue um that's the but, big thing, but yeah. the velo's up at least, and if he's spinning it a little bit more, maybe there's something there maybe
0: maybe there is and you know whenever a pitcher adjusts their how the spin looks or how much there is you know there is going to be some some command issues there yeah so i'm i'm hopeful that's all there is it's I, I don't know i don't know man i don't know whether to focus more on the stats do i focus more on the on the progression for these omaha guys yeah. be- because i do have you know an uneducated mindset on the fact that Hey, Omaha's not really the spot to be learning things. Like yeah. it is in my mind, guys at AAA should be ready to supplant a major league player like at the drop of a hat.
1: hmm hundred percent agreed.
0: So it's it, it is a little frustrating. You know, we have all these injuries going on in the Royals rotation right now, and we we're not even clamoring for Heasley just because he's not even performing well at that level. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it it's is. and it's not just Heasley, too. I mean, the the entire Omaha rotation it not, is not, guys. You can really go and go down and get someone and just expect them to come throw five innings for you in the big leagues. It's just not going to happen.
0: The, ol- the only guy that I think has a case is Austin Cox. Yeah. I will, I will admit that.
1: I think he's a good guy that could be like one of the piggyback of a reliever, like have Coward go out there for two innings or whatever, and then have Cox come and piggyback him a little bit
0: yeah i I do agree with that I think that would probably be his his best role um because let's be honest the the mayor's move and deploying him like that is is paying off for the royals. I don't know how sustainable it is, but it's it's something it's yeah. addressing a blank spot in the in the rotation um I just wish that the Royals would commit to it a little bit more because I know annie rogers she tweeted out the the rotation for when they go down to miami and even though it is that fifth day it would be Mayor's day they're mm-hmm. still telling her it's tba we don't know if that's what we're actually going to do
1: who would it be It
0: playing? would. I, I don't know that's that's the thing i don't it would have to be something completely out of left field it would yeah. have to be them pulling someone up from triple a or them saying for some reason, hey Carlos Hernandez, you were a starter once, right? Let's uh let's go ahead and, and try that again,
1: yeah. Because <sighs> Drew Parrish isn't going to give you anything, no, I and mean, not the way he's been throwing this month, That's um, not, yeah. I just don't know. Like Max Castillo's not going to call get called back up for a start, no. like those aren't guys. And Veneziano just got to triple A, so he's not going to be mm-hmm. a guy, no. And he's
0: let's let's go ahead and talk about him real fast. So I know the what I think he has two starts so far. Mm-hmm. The numbers are, are not pretty at, yeah. at all. Um, but how many games would you give him at AAA before you start getting worried?
1: Um, I think I don't know. I think he's needed a couple more starts before I'm yeah. worried. Uh, the next, the second start was better than the first one. It was, um, when six innings, four earned, three walks, five Ks. Um, he actually made it out of the second inning. So, I mean, that's. <laughs> That's his first full game, and I think that it's going to be an adjustment. I, you hear about the Pacific Coast League baseball as being juiced all the time, the International League, like the A ball, so it, it's a completely different ball. It's completely different ballparks where the balls just carry out. Like I remember working for the Reno Aces, balls just flew out of that stadium. It was Damn. nuts. And so like, he's got to get adjusted to that as well, um, which I'm kind of surprised they didn't like, do a double-A to big league jump. Um, just because of all those stories like the Mariners skip everybody basically from going to Tacoma if they're a good pitcher Bryce Miller didn't go there Um, all the other guys kind of skipped it Hmm. so well that's that's what I was going to ask you should the should the Royals adopt that possibly
0: because it does seem like whatever starting pitcher goes to Omaha gets absolutely obliterated and we've we've seen some of these guys come from Omaha, and they're just not the same pitcher, the same prospect that we were
1: expecting. Well, look Um, at Mike Myers. I mean, our mayors, uh, his numbers weren't awful in Omaha, but he's been pitching well in the big leagues. So, I don't know. It's hard.
0: It is. It very much is. And I'm trying to, was it Heasley or was it Coleman that the Royals did that with? They pulled him directly up from northwest Arkansas. I think it was
1: Heasley. I think Heasley went right directly from northwest to the bigs. and, And he didn't do too bad? No.
0: So it would, there would probably just have to be the right prospect at the right time, making like a solid push for the majors because there, yeah. there really isn't any one that I can think of in Northwest Arkansas. Noah Cameron probably after about four or five more starts might have a case, but uh, I, I really hope the Royals don't ruin him by moving <laughs> him up to Omaha. Yeah, it is uh, just they, they're struggling right now, but it does give me a little bit more. Um, what is it like confidence? I guess that it's a, that it's a systemic thing in Omaha. Yeah. You know, is it, is it something that they're doing different with the balls? We've, we've heard about major league baseball, experimenting things in the minors that, uh, that would never play in the, in the big league clubs. So hopefully something like that is going on. Oh, all right, Jared. Well, we went from Columbia to Omaha and back again. But um, are there any other prospects that we should know about that had great or bad May performances?
1: I think we hit on most of them. Every guy's that I wanted to cover. Um, Caden Wallace had a little bit of a step back, but he still played pretty good baseball. um, So not too worried about him. Uh, But no one else, really. Okay, okay. Hey, if you had to... I'll put you on the spot here. If you had to
0: regrade Caden Wallace's glove, what would you give it? (laughs)
1: Probably a plus. Yeah. I mean, like you're looking at like a 55, 60 type glove. I,
0: I, it's nuts. It is. He he's doing great, and it doesn't matter the direction. Like usually, you'll see some of these third baseman guys that they struggle to charge balls and things like that. But man, Caden Walsh good. is yeah. He looks really good. I I give him a 60 grade. I'm, I'm but trying to I'm look at optimistic. X.
1: I think I wrote his report. I gave him a 60 throw and a 50 field. Okay. Um. Oh no, I didn't write his report. Harris did. I thought oh, I did gotcha. for some reason. Um. So I'd probably give him a fifty-five field at this point. Okay. That arm is insane.
0: It is absolutely insane. It did get him in some trouble, if I recall correctly. I mm-hmm. think he had some some pretty errant throws, but that's just slowing down the slowing down the game. And as you saw <laughs> on Saturday against the Rockies, it's not like uh, major leaguers are exempt from making those bad no. throws. <laughs> Oh man. All right, well hey Jared, thank you so much for for joining me for another Royals Prospects roundup for all of our listeners out there who don't already follow you or know where to find your work. Could you please tell them?
1: Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at JaredCP1. Um all the articles are I- uh, interviews I do and things like that get posted on there. Uh, we'll be launching the podcast behind the scenes with Just Baseball Media soon. Um, we've had some incredible interviews. We're transferring our stuff over from Prospects Live, but we had a bunch of Royals on, like Ben Kudrina, Vinny Pasquantino, uh, former Royal Tyler Zuber. So, uh, some great interviews there. You can look at the old ones if you haven't seen them already, um, but we'll have some more to come uh, your way uh, fairly soon
0: heck yeah dude tyler zuber such a great freaking interview isn't he like oh, he's no, awesome okay. And he's dicing out there right now too he he's is back. he's doing really really good but hey that's uh how good other former royals relievers are doing is, uh, is something for uh, for another time <laughs> <laughs> all right jared well hey, thank you so much for joining us again Please, everyone out there, if you want to support the podcast on Twitter, you can follow at Royal Rundown Pod. Again, my name is Jacob Milham. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Milham KC. But everyone out there still listening, thank you for your support. And until next time, go Royals!